We love cake so much, we decided to make it a full-time business. For me, Sammy, and me, Bronya, join us on our journey of discovery as we meet fellow cake professionals, artisan cake makers, and home bakers who will give tips and advice on the Business of Cake Making podcast, glitter included. Follow us on Instagram and listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Sign up to our newsletter and visit the blog at daisycakecompany.co.uk. Eric Landlard will be demonstrating at the Cake and Bake Show this year. We will be podcasting there as well, so it seemed a perfect opportunity to have Eric as a guest. He's had an epic career so far, starting as a chef in the French Navy. He's a TV celebrity and he's had his own show on Channel 4, Glamour Puds and Baking Mad. He's worked with the Rue Brothers and now Eric has a boutique patissi- patisserie, I can never say that word, um, <laughs> Cake Boy, where you can taste his delicious cakes and take baking classes as well. Welcome, Eric. Thank you very much for coming along today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, we usually start with um, a little introduction about you. So for anyone who hasn't seen you on TV or seen any of your books, please, could you just tell us a little about yourself, please? Okay. Well, um, um, I think, you know, I was actually born into a, uh, into a mixing bowl and holding a rolling pin <laughs> and, a, and a whisk, you know, because uh, uh, from my, my parents and um, the rest of the family and friends, since I was a kid, I always said I wanted to become um, a pastry chef or a pâtissier, um, which uh, I made a mission uh, growing up to, uh, to make to happen. And I never changed my mind. I never wanted to be a, a fireman or a uh, <laughs> space or anything actually i am going to space but that's a different story um so i always wanted to bake make a mission to make it to happen um i trained in france uh, when i was 16 the traditional way did an apprenticeship for two years um as you mentioned did a national service in a in a french navy uh, as a patissier so traveled the world which opened my eyes um, a lot and uh, my appetite for traveling which i still love today and then i came to the uk to um allegedly spent one year to improve my English and uh, and I did came to work for Albert and Michel Roux which were the uh, uh, celebrity chef of the time and the only chef to have three Michelin star restaurant in London and uh, in Bray so um, I, I applied I came for what was supposed to be one year uh, one year turned up to be five years <laughs> promoted and uh, and I think fell in love with London basically so um and, and then I opened my own, um, my own business. Uh, we started as a wholesale business, uh, supplying hotels, restaurants, and, um, and it was perfect timing. You know, I think yeah, I've been lucky in life as well to be at the right time, at the right yeah. place at the right time. Uh, it was just when the, the food revolution was starting a little bit. Was uh, that a lab, lab yeah. I can't say, another word I can't say, laboratory. <laughs> Thank you, 2000. <laughs> Which at the time were intriguing everybody. They would say, okay, you make lovely cakes. Why do you call your business Laboratoire 2000? Well, the 2000 came because it was before 2000. So it was kind of trendy and uh, things. Mm. It's not trendy anymore. But Laboratoire is, a little. not many people know about that. Laboratoire is the official name for a pastry kitchen in France. Oh, That's mm. Yeah. So if you go to any pâtisseries and you look at the door, it goes to the kitchen. It would say Laboratoire on it. So that's why we I love that. Lit. That's that's yeah. makes you sound. That's just I don't know. It makes you sound so clever, doesn't it? That's it's great. I'm sure when I trained at college, I had a book that was called that as yeah. well. Yes, well, definitely. Says, yeah, yeah. So it's possible. So yeah. So we moved on. Um, very successful business of wholesaling, and um, but then we had to move some. We have to move out uh, from um, our premises because someone was developing it, and uh, by that time I had a little bit enough. I wasn't enjoying it. You know, right. we, it was it wasn't mass production, but it was productions. I was spending more time in the office, spending filling forms and paperwork. So um, we thought, let's take the opportunity. And I always wanted to teach, always. Right. So um, I um, we looked for promises and we uh, we set up Cake Boy. So that was sixteen years ago, I think. I believe. So we set up Cake Boy. So we found this lovely place in uh, on the river in Battersea, Southwest London. And um, it's a combination of a cafe, patisserie, and the baking school, uh, and it's very popular. So, which is um, which is great. Um, I I like to take the credit when I was the first chef 
on television to do a baking show before Excellent. the bake-off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's true. The first series of um, of um, the Glamour Foods came out two years before the bake-off. So we were the we were the first one. And I can tell you it was a battle to try to convince TV executives and producers. Uh, and it was the same with the books to try to do something about baking. They were like, nah, nobody likes to bake. You know, oh. it's for the old grannies. It's, you know, nobody's got time. It's too complicated, blah, blah, blah. And every time the door was slamming, the door was slamming. And finally, um, Chandra Ford did um, look it. Uh, with Channel, Channel 4 are a little bit more progressive, aren't they? They like to yeah, I think a they, little bit more. I think they, they did. And um, well, what's happened really, it's, it was Discovery Channel who commissioned it. But right. then they went to Channel 4 and say, oh, can we do a co-partnership? So, so that's how it, it, um, it, it started. And then... It was a huge success, and you know, and uh, but, uh, the first series sold it very well viewing in the in the UK. But then the show got sold all over the world. I mean, the only area where we didn't sell was um, in America, in the USA, because uh, they are always a bit worried about the accent and this kind of. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like they haven't got enough accents of their own. Yeah. But, uh, I know, and um, but uh, a part of that, it was like a, almost like a global. Um, a global exposure, which was Amazing. which was very odd, from Africa to Australia to you know Malaysia, Hong Kong, all all this country, um, Eastern European, Brazil was huge um, because a lot of countries got a, a lot of history of baking and they bake a lot, so they just loved it. Yeah. They just loved it, and it was, uh, and I think we, we, the show at the time was uh, you know really learned a lot from it, and um, a lot of people abroad are want to learn you know they they watch the bbc or they watch uh, the british channel because they want to be inspired by you know quality or learning yeah. something out of it so then everybody was like oh i think baking is pretty good and then the big <laughs> off arrived and then mary berry and paul hollywood turns <laughs> up i know and it slammed me over i can show i can share a secret with you if you Go can on. keep it i was the first casting for um for the bake off no way i was Till someone said, we can't have a Frenchman. <gasps> no. no. Yeah. And then they had Paul Hollywood instead. That's it. Oh. I know. Got so it. for the first couple of years, I was doing the VTs. I don't know if you remember the first series. It was a lot of little video between yes. the recipes, where which I used to love. That was my favorite thing when they used to explain, you know, they used to go and um, maybe go to France and see where the rum baba come from. Or they used to do like a lot of history and stuff, didn't they? Yeah, things like that. And it was so interesting. Again, you know, you learn something uh, yeah. as viewers. And, um, but of course, it was obviously too expensive. So they, they cut that off. So I did a, I did quite a few of those as well. So, But we, our TV show carry on with Channel 4, which was great. Yeah, who, to be honest, who needs the Bake Off, you know? <laughs> ah, exactly. Um, yeah, and we did four series. So I think it was like... 54 episodes or something altogether. So that was good. And uh, yeah, I wrote a few books as well. Yeah, quite uh, a few. <laughs> which was nice. And then the second one was Home Bake. The first one they wanted to, uh, the producer wanted to do cake decorating, which is not really me, really. But we know what we do, and it's your first book deal. So you say, yes, yes, yes. Um, but number two, we did more proper baking and patisseries. Yeah. And that one stayed on the shelf for more than 10 years. It got republished. Wow so many times and so many times and uh, even today um, i get so many people who go I, I use that book all the time because it's it's got all the basic in it which is yeah. uh, which is good so if you're a bit of a beginner you you know you can learn all this basic how to make um, a genoise sponge or a ganache or puff pastry or things like that so mm -hmm. um yeah it did um, it did very well so and um, yeah now i'm spending most of my time uh, teaching making cakes, and uh, we do a lot of product development as well. So I uh, work with a group of hotels, um, uh, like designing, for example, the afternoon tea for Royal Ascot. Uh, yeah. We did that for the second time, which has been commissioned for the third time for next year, which is great. Um, next month, I'm going to uh, the Middle East. We're doing a big partnership with the group of hotels. So we're launching a chocolate hour in all the hotels. <gasps> Forget oh, I want to be there. Chocolate hour, so we can oh. go to my hour and just... I've, I've watched a lot of videos of you on YouTube and I love the way you always go, oh, the smell of chocolate. It's the best. 
it's, it is my favorite ingredient, so uh, yeah. it didn't take much convincing to try to design a, uh, a chocolate hammer. So. Yeah. <laughs> but today I still love my, um, I love my job. You know, I still love it. There's so many new things, so many new technique and ingredients coming up. So there's always um, and challenging customers. So yeah. uh, we keep us on our, on our toes and uh, keep us busy and excited in the kitchen. So Amazing. Good. Amazing. So, I mean, obviously you have done all of that in your career, uh, just so much. Um, but you, you do a lot of, uh, you do a lot of demonstrating and your school, you've got so much going on. What is the favorite thing that you've done in your business or that you do in your business at the moment? I think it's the teaching. I really right. love the teaching because a bit like all this executive, uh, years ago, uh, they still, but, um, that thought when baking is uh, too complicated and it takes too much time and you need too much equipment and everything is expensive and it um, so I always try to, to I love sharing to people and people go like oh actually it's simple you know <laughs> and, and a lot of things is, is to know how to do it that's that's the case and uh, and to, to understand as well you know we're back to the laboratoire you know it's all about the technical of patisseries you know why do you use baking powder instead of bicarbonate of soda or, you know, all this kind of thing. I mean, my Instagram is almost like, I should call myself Dr. Cakeboy because <laughs> it's, uh, I get, to, you know, last night I was got, to, I've been told off at home. Said, what are you doing? I said, oh, someone just sent me a picture of a uh, cooked egg in their sponge and they don't, they want to know why it happens. I was explaining, <laughs> I was explaining it on Instagram, you know, and I, you know, I could ignore it, but I love, you know, and that lady was so happy. She said, oh, my God, I didn't know. I said, yeah, I know. That's, uh, and when we do the classes, that's what I do. I, I, I throw this thing and people say, oh, my God, it happened all the time to me. I never realized that's what you're supposed to do or not to do. So, um, yeah. And you do your, your Friday recipe on Instagram as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah so we started doing um, our Friday recipes and they're doing, um, they're doing, they're doing well, so, um, which, is, uh, which is good. So we f- every month we do a big batch of filming and uh, and uh, we do, um, we do them. Yeah, uh, it's, the thing is, it's always good to put things up on social, but you always wonder that people actually do it, but they are doing it. They are reading the recipes because sometimes you miss something, you know, nobody's mm. perfect. And again, I say, oh, Eric, are you sure it's two teaspoons of <laughs> things? Or, they, you know, or how many, you know, I posted something the other day and it was like three eggs, but one was for the glazing. And I said, oh, is it three eggs for inside the pastry? Or one of them is for the glazing. And I go, oh my God, they are reading the recipe. I better, I better be careful uh, to make sure it, uh, make sure it, uh, it does, you know, uh, read well and uh, goes well. So, but, which is good. Oh, hello. <laughs> I got two cats. As well. Well, th- this is Coco. <laughs> oh, two cats. I got two Maine Coons. So. Oh, oh they're so yeah. lovely. I got oh, Mr. Sorry. Luke. I got Mr. Luke and Bobby Jr. But Mr. Luke is um, the, the man. So he's a him. <laughs> and, uh, we did ask him, and he's happy. <laughs> and he, uh, but he's nine kilo. He's like a baby lion. They're massive, aren't they, Maine Coons? Yeah, yeah they're huge. It's like having a little cub in a uh, lion cub in the house. Uh, people get a bit freaked out when they come and say, oh, wow, what do you do? <laughs> but they, that's, that's how they're built, isn't it? They're built big. <laughs> yes, yeah. they're designed for it. Yeah. Like the vet said to somebody um, when, I was, um, when he was at the vet once and it was like a little dog barking and he said, he's big and he's not fat. We eat you. I've got a chihuahua and, oh, he's, and he's four and a half kilograms. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, <laughs> Your dog is smaller than Eric's cat. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, um, sorry, I've lost my way. <laughs> what has been the most exciting or interesting place you've ever had the pleasure of making food in? Because I've watched a lot, a lot of you, and uh, you've done some uh, baked in some amazing places or cooked. Yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, I've been lucky. Like, like I said, I love traveling, so yeah. The combination of um, of both is um, is is even better. So um, yeah, we've done some pretty cool places. Um, where would I say we've done some baking classes on top of an port in Dubai? That was pretty. Uh, oh wow, that is uh, cool. Some um, some of the students have to leave suddenly because they're saying I'm in vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> 
have an excuse. Um, uh, do, 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 where will that be? Um, I watched some of you in a, a tent in a desert um, t- trying some food. That was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, that meant. It must, sometimes it's very challenging. So you do block those moments where, you know, they said, oh, we're going to do a baking class outside in the Middle East. And, you know, and they said, oh, it's much cooler. It's 40 degrees. And they go like, no, but that's not going to work. You know, everything's going to, everything's going to, everything's going to melt. I have to say the most challenging place. And I, I would always remember that. And, uh, and it put me, helped me to grow up uh, to who I am today. Is they um, when I was in the French Navy, we uh, so I was baking for the captain, you know, and it was it was a bit of a strange ship. It was a, a floating embassy. It was a, it would have been like the equivalent of the York, the Royal York Britannia. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. It was still a navy ship, you know, and it yeah. wasn't any luxury on board apart of the uh, captain apartment. But we arrived in the Caribbean for uh, for Christmas in Trinidad and Tobago, and the wife of the captain was just flew in to be there to host. That was the whole. Um, idea is like every time we arrive in a country, we will host on board and VIPs and um, ambassadors and president even sometimes. And um, it, no, it wasn't Easter. It was it, yeah, it was Easter. It wasn't Christmas. So she she came in and she arrived and she said hi because she she knew us. But you know, by the time we've been doing it for six months, so she said hi boys and she said you okay and she. And then she turned to me and she said, oh Eric, would it be nice to have like Easter eggs on um, on a buffet tonight? She said, uh, I think I remember from last year, they have some mold. And I knew, I've, I've, I've seen the mold in, um, in our storeroom. So, of course, what do you do? You go like, say, yes, of course, I will. <laughs> but it was, it was something like 40 degrees in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, <laughs> so um, I was like, what, what am I going to do? What I'm going to do? So I took the chocolate, I melted the chocolate, and took it downstairs to the main galley kitchen. And I locked myself not into the walk-in fridge but into the walk-in freezer because it was so hot and i just jammed the door with a wooden spoon so the light was still coming on and i put a little table in and i did my chocolate eggs and left them there till the last minute and then when the door opened of the dining room we placed them on a buffet they lasted they had air conditioning so they probably lasted half an hour and they started melting but i did because we could not say no so so that was probably one of the most um, ridiculous situation to um, to uh, to bake. But um, when we did um, when we did the, the last series of uh, Glamapoots, which was the history of patisseries, and we followed the footsteps of the first celebrity um, chef and bakers in Europe, we um, we cooked in some amazing places. I mean, you know, we cooked in um, in an original kitchen in um, Saint Petersburg in Russia, uh, which. I knew it was, was there, mm-hmm. but the Russians were like, no, there's nothing there. And I go, no, no, it is there. We need to go there and we need to film there and work there. And they were more, they were just interested to show us all the glitz on everything. Yes. And finally, after a lot of negotiations on everything, they, um, they let us in and they opened this door and it was just like, we were blown away because nothing had been changed oh. because it was a working kitchen. Yeah. Um, the, revolution, the, the revolution didn't touch it. It wasn't like the rest who had to be completely rebuilt. That wasn't touched. It was nothing interesting for them there. But yeah. for us, or for me as a patissier, it was. All the original molds were there. They even have all the block of sugar, the big block of sugar, all wrapped in paper and all still printed in French on it. Wow. Uh, all wow. equipment to make ice cream and all this kind of thing. It was, it was like a, a time capsule. So they, they didn't just, really realise what they had. I mean, that was like a little yeah. gold mine itself, but they didn't, because it wasn't all shiny and glitzy, they didn't realise yeah. what they had. And then the, uh, the person who was in charge there was telling us, um, no, um, Antonin Karim never cooked here. It's a, it's a myth. It's, um, you know, it's a story. He never came here. It's not true. And then we came on the back of the kitchen. It was like an, uh, a little dining room. And the dining room was covered um, under glass, it was all the original menu, beautiful um, handwritten menus. And guess who was the chef? Antonin Carême on it. And they were all in French as well. And it was just, I, was like, I think he's been here. His name is on the menu. So. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they just didn't, um, they just didn't care. And then we went to, um, uh, we were in, in France as well. And uh, we filmed in, um, and shot in, um, in Paris as well. And we, we had to. I had to fight with the production company because it was causing a thousand euros to film in Versailles. 
and they said it's too much money it's going to be so complicated um it's going to be so many people you know it's mm-hmm. going to be difficult to film anything decent anyway did a bit of a diva moment i'm just like wow <laughs> you know this we have to, we do it or we're not doing it uh, so they agreed to do it so or i think i offered to pay or something i just said well i pay for it don't worry <laughs> so but the thing we didn't realize we turned up there it was closed oh. it was every monday versailles is closed to the public <laughs> for cleaning so we had versailles just for us oh, wow. one bodyguard who was you know who thought we were from hollywood or something so anything we ask him he said yes and then um, so we just run amok into uh oh, into wow. the palace and then when it was time to film into uh, marie antoinette's bedroom it was a rope so oh, so first we God. asked us can we move the rope can they look a bit ugly and the guy said oh yes of course of course we moved the rope and then we said can we sit on the bed uh, i was with an historian and we said can we sit on the bed and he said yeah i'm sure it's fine and like, <laughs> so we sat on the bed and we did the whole uh, interview on the bed and uh, then we went to marie antoinette uh, little village on the back with like yeah. little ammo where she used to bake and things on her and we opened all the shutters in the house and again we we're all on our own so yeah some extraordinary moment and a uh, location and you just pinch yourself you can't believe you know wow so, and, the, and then they apologized to me they said okay that was definitely worth a thousand dollars yeah i know my stuff i know what i'm doing um, i was surprised when we turned up and all the gates were closed and we said what's happened and um but yeah, it was, um, that's good. I mean, I love the history. So to be in an original kitchen like that and, uh, you know, I, mean, I know we were pretending to use the ovens and everything and nothing was working, but we had the equipment and, uh, yeah. and people were just excited to see it uh, coming alive again. So and I went back to St. Petersburg uh, just the year before COVID and now the kitchen is open part of the, of the palace. So now people realized they had something. So yeah. but they completely ruined it because they put like, there's basket of plastic eggs and mannequin yeah. dressed as chefs and oh, they look <laughs> awful. It was much better when we... Least, yeah, you saw it in this pure store. form, didn't you? You yeah. saw it, yeah, untouched. How amazing. For the first time. Amazing. Um, so you have been described by Vanity Fair as one of the best patissiers in the world. Um, however, rather than just creating dishes for consumption and I don't know, it's almost like, you know, you don't do like the whole vanity thing, really. You are really keen to teach and pass on your knowledge and you've, you've got your own school, which you baking every week, you teach in every week, don't you? Yes, we do. So, um, uh, I, I love, I love teaching. I love sharing my passion for, uh, for baking and, uh, and patisseries and, um, yeah, it's good fun. So we run them um, every Thursday. They got um, a bit of theme, you know. So we do this week. We did uh, French country baking. So three traditional recipes from uh, from France: one from Brittany, one from the Loire Valley, and one from the South. Uh, one is pâtisserie, which is um, probably the most popular one. We do more often because people people have been asking. People have I mean, we've been doing classes for sixteen years now, and people have been asking. They come back and they want. They want to do more complicated things. Mm-hmm. I think they, they see the Cake and Bake show or they see on social media, they follow all the chefs from all over the world and they go, I want to know how to make a mirror glaze. I want to yeah. know how to laminate pastries and everything. I'm not sure how much they do at home, but <laughs> at least they, they want to be there. So, um, so yeah, they are definitely very popular. It's quite intimate. It's only six people and um, it's proper hand-on, always run by me, you know, Everything I do in life, I always I always do it thinking, what will I think about it? Yeah. And if I went to a celebrity, I mean, I hate calling myself a celebrity chef, but if I went to a famous chef or a celebrity chef uh, cooking or baking school and he's not there, I've, I would feel a bit cheated. Yeah. I would go like, hmm, I, I did come to, you know, his name was on a package, but he's not there. Yeah. Or, but and people are amazed sometimes. They they don't realize they um they turn up and say, oh oh you're here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> your classes your classes always get really booked up as well, don't they? Yeah, they are. We're, this is it. We um I, I, I saw yesterday the last class of 2022. So oh, did gosh. you? Because I, I was looking at your website and I, yeah, I could that's see. It, yeah, that's, yeah. Updated, but that's it. It's game over for uh, for for this year. So um, in a couple of weeks I will uh, release the um, uh, 2023. So. But yeah, it's um, it, it's a good day. It's a great pleasure. There's plenty of time, so there's no rush. We start at nine thirty in the morning with a nice little breakfast, and then it goes up to um, to four, four thirty. We stop for lunch, and uh, and he always bring uh, different 
different people. I mean, I, I remember the first Cake on Bake show, and having done, they probably hate me for saying that, but I don't get, I don't, I don't go anywhere anyway. So, um, having done a few of the BBC Good Food, where it's a bit rowdy and people are drunk and they're not very nice. Uh, I'm talking about the audience, not the uh, people. Maybe some of them. I remember the first Cake and Bake show. I was just like, everybody is so nice, but. And that, but I think that's baking for you. I think the yeah. baking world is actually a nice world. So, you know, most of the people who come to our classes are all nice. They come on their own. I mean, this week we had someone who came from China and wow. one who came from South Africa. We always, you know, they will arrange their holidays or to make sure they are there when we run a class. So they will, they will, they will do that. So, um, and it's interesting. We've got people coming from Scotland, from uh, you know, down the road. But there's always a nice mixture of, um, you know, age, background um some people are like chefs maybe who just work um last week we had a, a chef who was uh, working a golf club and a, you know it's a lot of members so you know like you said you say i keep doing bread and butter pudding because that's what they <laughs> like so his boss want to keep him and uh, <laughs> he said you know find some courses and uh, amuse you amuse yourself and learn something and uh, it was a young chef so Get, you pay for him to go around doing some classes and get a little Amazing. bit of explorations and uh, Whoa, that's, so, that is pretty so, nice <laughs> yeah, no, it's very, yeah. Um, so yeah so it's always good there's always a, a good group and uh, and you always get um, the one who think they can bake and they are the worst and the one yeah. can't make anything but actually do very well so yeah uh, we try to we want people to leave happy and uh, feel like they learned something and feel a bit more confident as well yeah. sometimes they're like mm. <laughs> I, I can't make. I, I don't know how to make caramel, or I try to make shoe pastry, and then they see it. They say, "Oh my God, it's, it's not that difficult." You know, it's, no. uh, which well, is, how, um, would you, which is how would you describe your baking style? Um, well, I try not to be too shishi. I try to be, um, you know, accessible. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I love flavors. So um, if I see something on the menu, if it if it said it's a lemon cake, it had to taste of lemon. Yeah. I hate when you. In, in, I think the UK is becoming a little bit like that because of import from America. But I remember going to America the first few times and eat out, and you know they describe the dish in the restaurant, and three hours later they're still describing the dish. <laughs> oh my gosh! So um, that cake has been made like this, and it's like cut, you know, still cut flour and this and that, and the lemons have been grown by ginger nun somewhere or nothing. <laughs> Then the cake arrived, you taste it, it doesn't taste of anything, a part of sugar or something. And, uh, so I love flavors. Uh, never had a sweet tooth, so I love when it's minimum sugar as possible. See, I, I read that. I mean, you're, you're, you're a baker. You're a participant, and yeah. you haven't got a sweet tooth at all. <laughs> when I was a kid, I never drank a... Um, what do you call this, Coca-Cola or Fanta or anything. I was always raiding the fridge for cheese or tree or things like I that. that. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> eating the Mars bars or anything like that. So, so and of course, so naturally in my baking, I naturally cut the sugar because I don't like the taste of it. So, but you have to add some, obviously. But it should not be a cover up. So, and that, the most important thing is I love texture and I love to be entertained till the last five. So, and uh, too often, you know, you go like, oh, okay, this is really good and it's very fluffy, and then second spoon you go, still fluffy. <laughs> and there's yeah, nothing you know. <laughs> i like um i like oozing things i like crunchy popping things I like, like i said i like people to be entertained in the last crumbs you know to get like a whole experience beyond it so you should be starting with the smell and then the, t- the flavors and then the texture so that's what we um i always try to do on any cakes with you uh, try to do so Fantastic. Right. So can we talk about the Cake and Bake Show? Because yes. um, obviously <laughs> we're going to be there podcasting. You are there demonstrating on the Saturday. Yes. Um, so this isn't your first time, I guess. Um, <laughs> what, what are you looking forward to the most? Because if you've done this before, you must, you, you're an old hand, you know what's going on. What are you looking forward to? Uh, well, it's always, a, you know, it's always a great time. Like I was saying, it's usually genuine people because you get, I don't know, many thousand people we all got the same love, apart if yes. it took a long turn. And, uh, <laughs> they went to the wrong show. But uh, <laughs> everybody who should be, who should be there uh, will 
are here because they love baking, so which is uh, which is great. Um, so I love meeting everybody. I, I love sh going around. The most exciting thing is to go super early on the, on the day you're there, so you can go around the stands and um, do a little bit of shopping yeah. as well. Because it, yeah. it's fun, you know, even as a professional, like I said, I'm always on the look for something new. Um, it's great as well for a bit of catching up, because people always think the chefs spend all their life together, you know. But actually, yeah. we never see each other because we're all right. so busy. So it's uh, the shows are a bit of an opportunity for us to catch up in a green room on a, you know, between our sets. You know, we uh, we you know, it's nice to see each other instead of just uh, exchanging messages on uh, WhatsApp or um, or Instagram. So, um, but it's always a good um, it's always a good day out and a good um, and. I, again, back to the teaching, you know, it's good to go on stage and um, to show something new and um, to, to give a bit of explanations to people on the on tip of the trades um, as we go along. So, but this year, do you know what we're doing this year? Have you been told or maybe no. breaking the news? So as well as demonstrating, we, um, in partnership with the Cake on Bake Show, we're doing, a, and I'm sure you're going to be there straight away, a cocktail and cake parlor. Oh, we're there. Oh. <laughs> yes. I'm at the head of the queue. <laughs> so we design a, a, a selection of six patisseries, and um, we're matching uh, six cocktail and mocktails to wow. uh, to go with it. And if you don't want cocktails, it will be champagne. Obviously, we have to have champagne. But yeah, it's a, uh, so that's going to be and it's right in the middle of the show. So it's not put on a corner. We put it. They, we we are doing it right in the middle of the show. So they approached me. They said, "Oh, I think years ago I, I suggested it. I said it's a bit, a bit drab at the cocktail bar on the side, at the champagne bar on the side." So yeah, so we're doing that this year. So they got okay. some really cool pastries. Um, we got uh, what I call uh, we call it the leapy red velvet. So it's like a red velvet cake with like chocolate lips on the top. <laughs> um, we've got a, a new style black forest. Um, that's my cake and <laughs> but it's with a mirror glaze you know done in a silicone mold we've got a yuzu lemon on yuzu oh, tart. love yuzu uh, and and they're all paired with with the cocktails okay, then, so. so each one's got a cocktail or a mocktail if you don't drink alcohol yeah and it's really cool very cool each they've done a great job with the with the pairing um and we even got um we turned our um, my signature um west indies spiced chocolate tart uh, we turned it into a plant-based and gluten-free tart as well. So, wow. so they're actually ticking everybody's boxes, so, which is good. We've got a, a gr the base is made with buckwheat flour. We actually work very well with the uh, with the spices. So, um, yeah, very, so, so that's the exciting part as well. Yeah, so, that so is. So is <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's called the Cake Boy um, uh, Cake and Cocktail Parlor. So right, that's amazing. The place to be. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm doing two two demonstrations on the main stage, um, and I'm doing two different recipes. One of them is something uh, we uh, we filmed, but it's uh, it's in a can, so that's going to be coming out uh, after the cake on bake show. But, so I was looking for new ideas, and I came across um, maple sugar. I don't know if you ever come across maple sugar. So it's made from maple syrup, but it, mm -hmm. it looked like a thing. So um, and you, you can make it if if you have the time, but you can actually buy it. It's on Amazon. They sell it. So. Uh, so I'm doing a nice uh, loaf, um, a maple loaf, and the muscovado sugar frosting, and then I'm doing a, a plant-based baked cheesecake as well. Um, I haven't turned vegan or plant-based, but like everybody, trying yeah. to to do, yeah. and a lot of our customers are doing the same. You know, a lot of people are. Turning. There's a high demand for it, isn't there? So yeah. it's, yeah, they are yeah. turning vegan completely, or they they're trying to help themselves or yeah. Oh, what's happening as well, a lot of people call and say, oh, can you make a small vegan cake? And I say, well, why don't we just make the whole cake vegan or plant-based? Yeah. And um, nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, 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 there's this it's thing that's all like, you know, if, if you're like gluten-free or if you're not gluten-free, you can't eat gluten-free products. It's, it's like it should be open to everyone to eat. You're not restricted if you're not that thing, sort of, you know. Yeah, it's, I think in two days, in two today's age uh there's enough now on the market to um to to make it to taste as good as a as a dairy yeah. product uh, yeah, yeah. or Absolutely. Uh, gluten products uh, which we do a lot with um like with ascot for example or uh what we the project we're doing in the middle east so we we're putting up there and people taste it and they go like 
really? I mean, like when, when we did the presentation for Ascot this year, and I said, okay, and that's the gluten-free and vegan one. And they go like, but are you sure? They look the same. And they go like, <laughs> yeah. But that's the whole idea. You don't want to sit there having paid the same price yeah. and have something will look different. And usually yeah. it looks different, but not in a good way. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cheaper or, you yeah. know, and it's not as good on everything. And you feel a bit cheated. So, and I say, no, you know, they're paying the same price. They should have the same experience, really. So, um, so it's the same with a baked cheesecake. So, most of our cakes, we can turn them um, uh, plant-based or vegan. I like to use plant-based because that makes yes. them a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, but then the, um, uh, the baked cheesecake was always a trouble. So we finally found a, a good recipe and it's uh, super creamy and it really worked very well. So, so uh, How many times do you uh, practice to, to make sure uh, you get it right? We do a lot. We do practice a lot. <laughs> Um, a lot of disasters so. <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you you buy books you look online and you see what people other people do and everything and you know and it doesn't mean as uh, someone give it five star on something then it is going to be good so yeah, yeah that's that's quite true i do like to if you're making a new recipe and you're researching it i like to read all the reviews that of the people who have baked it to see what they yeah. think about it so, yeah. like people who order cakes from us um, who, who have any dietary requirement and they do it for the first time they say that's it now we're spoiled for life we're gonna have to do it all the time because they are so used to have something with dry crumbly heavy doesn't taste great um, but like I said there is so many good flour and uh, so many uh, cream alternative yeah. um, can really play around and do well with it so so we'll see, yeah. we'll see how that baked cheesecake will be received. And, uh, and then I'm doing a, a demo as well on the cake decorating stage. So, and uh, we're going to do a mirror glaze there because people always love um, yeah. a mirror glaze. So that's just decoration. So there's no baking. One place. of those mesmerizing things, isn't it? Mirror glaze. When you watch, you, yeah, I can is, watch yeah. videos of other people doing it forever. You know? yeah. And it, it need to be, um, you know, you need to have the right... Uh, quantities as well because you know sometimes some people put far too much gelatin inside and then you peel off that <laughs> yeah it should just be there standing that you know almost unnoticed so yeah, um, yeah did, so, so it's gonna be a great day i'm sure did you um did they ask you to make specific things or do they let you have free reign or do they kind of give you any guidance about what they want you to make at the show no they actually always um they're always happy to um they seem to be happy with they ask for me they ask for two recipes and um, I'll give them my recipes and they seem happy with it. So. But I always try to get something with a bit on trends. I mean, obviously the plant-based one, that's yeah. quite, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, I mean, how, how am I supposed to bake uh, in those conditions with no eggs, no milk, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and I think, and I, I think about the season, obviously. So that maple cake is perfect yeah. for, in the autumn we're going to be in october yeah, yeah. Be close to halloween so that's going to be perfect and uh, and it, and i want something that people have, i haven't seen before so i think but maple sugar nobody will have seen it no, no. I, I haven't seen it so i like to think not i mean it's people. a lovely flavor actually yeah. i can imagine it's oh quite God, caramelly you, you can just go <laughs> <laughs> and that's for someone with not a sweet tooth it's like, a, <laughs> it's like a, eating a maple syrup with texture <laughs> <laughs> oh, yummy. Oh, yummy. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> but no, it's when, just when you open it, you get that lovely smell. So yeah. bake with it and then uh, the topping with the muscadado sugar is, um, yeah, it's very good. You make okay. my mouth water. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be a bit colder. <laughs> how, how do you create new flavours and keep excited about um, what you're creating, especially because you're so much in the public eye? Um, is it difficult to keep coming up with fresh ideas? Uh, well, I always I challenge all our, um, our, our suppliers. I mean, in the old days, you know, you used to have a lot of um, companies, you to have reps who used to come almost unknowingly too often to see you with always something new. They come, oh, you know, we've got this new chocolate, we've got this, we've got that. And, uh, but that, that doesn't exist anymore. So, um, so I actually challenge them. I got every so often I say, like, oh, can I come to your, um, to your warehouse? Can I come to see what you've got new? Because they obviously got no time to, they don't print yeah. catalogs anymore. They, and, uh, so I always 
challenge them and always look for something new. And then traveling for me is where I get my best inspirations and uh, ideas because, um, well, first of all, you're more relaxed if you're on holiday or when you travel a little bit, if you're not working uh, or if you're on days you're working. And I go go to restaurants and I go to patisseries and bakeries and I always look out for something and I take notes, mental notes, and I write it down and I take pictures on my phone when I see something interesting. could be a new fruit, a new presentation, packaging, any, any, um, anything new. And then when I come back, I'll, um, I will put it in use somewhere uh, yeah. when I need to. So mostly when we get asked, you know, for example, to okay, design the next afternoon tea for Ascot next year. So we, we're going to have to present it in the next month or two because, you know, you need to do it in advance to make sure we can use photograph and do publicities and everything. So that's when those little notes and ideas get useful because that's when you try to put something together, which is it's going to give a great wow factor. It's going to be different yeah. in taste and mostly presentation as well. So, so you have like a little list. folder on your phone of inspiration and bits oh, yeah, and pieces. Oh, yeah, uh, anything. Yeah, it's uh, always, always which, is, uh, which is good. I remember a few years ago, long, it was quite a few years ago, I went to an ice cream shop in Sydney and they were popping those, um, you know, those bubble teas, those little pearls. Yeah, yeah. Bubble yeah. Teas. But they were putting them on um, yogurt, on frozen yogurt. And I asked, I said, where do they come from? Because they were lychee and they were so amazing. So uh, she told me the time, but took a picture, came back here. And at the time, nobody had heard of bubble tea, apart if you've been to Asia, but it, was, yeah. it didn't exist here. But we put them on cakes for afternoon teas and, and things like that. And people were blown away with it. I mean, we use them again this year at Ascot and, and people just love them. They never come across it. And they, yeah. they ask, I say, like, what is it? <laughs> and um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's good. So and I like to everything to be a bit interactive. So I like edible perfumes. So uh, we just done a um, for that um, chocolate hour. We've got an edible perfume, a chocolate edible perfume. <gasps> and we were filming. We're doing this kind of like um, it's almost like a dessert trolley. We you know we re- reinventing the dessert trolley. So bringing the, the the offering to the customers instead of them to come to us. But on the same time, we're spraying the room with a, a chocolate perfume. So oh. we were filming it and we tried to do the thing. And I, and I went out and I think my hair smelled of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of wind or something. I have this whiff of chocolate. But everybody in the room must go like, what is it? I suspect there's a... Um, it's worst thing to. Uh, it's to worst things off. to smell of. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, it's um, it's quite um, after a while, it's quite sickly. <laughs> uh, when it's following you around on your hair, I can. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, I always look out for something. Uh, you know, you, you want people to get excited about it. So at the Cake and Bake Show, there are going to be lots of other chefs lots of other cake makers um and like you said earlier you know we all think you hang out together and go out for dinner and things but obviously you you clearly don't so <laughs> is there is there anyone in particular that you're looking forward to meeting or catching up with or that you've worked with before um i, I, I don't know who's going to be um with me that day so um but yeah uh rosemary is always good to uh, to see <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she's so much fun and um, I love her to bits uh, which is uh, which is great um, Paul A. Young is going to be there with his chocolate as well yes, so, um, yes. I don't know if he's there on the day but you know I know Paul for decades so uh, <laughs> uh-huh. he opened his business when almost at the same time we opened our business so um, so um, yeah and he was in um, we went to his chocolate uh, shop in Islington for our first TV series that was um uh, uh, we filmed uh, we filmed there so so I know him for a long time so yeah it'd be great to catch up and uh, and meet some new people I'm sure as well so yeah. it's, uh, she's always good so but it's a great team so it's um, you know it's not going to say that too loud but it's you know it's 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 pleasurable you know it's uh, it's yeah. work but yeah. it's uh, it's a good day out you know the, the team of the Bacon Comeback Show are nice the people who are there who attend are nice and Everybody backstage are look after you nicely, so it's actually a pleasure to be uh, to be back there. Yeah. Can't, I can't wait to go. I'm so excited. Yeah, not long, not long now. <laughs> not long. If, if there was you know, you can have cocktails on cakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like elevated it. 
Um, if there was one person you could bake for, dead or alive, who would it be? Ah, oh, good question. Um, well, uh, I baked for the Queen, so that uh, I wow. think uh, I ticked that uh, that box uh, a while ago. So um, um, maybe the King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a good uh, answer. <laughs> that would be um, that would be um, a good. I'm sh- I'm sure it won't be long before you have a an invitation to the palace. Yeah, I know, I know, they're, I know they're there or something. So, but yeah, that would, that would be quite um, quite exciting. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting to us, Eric. Um, oh, it's, it's been pleasure. lovely. To, so many fascinating stories. Um, yeah. So, just could you let our listeners know where they can find you online or on social media? As I'm sure not just us, but everyone would love to keep up to date, especially with your Friday recipes and all the bits and bobs you've got going on. Yeah, so um, uh, the website of the business is um, um, cake-boy.com. Don't forget the iPhone in between cake and boy because you can arrive in some uh, slightly dodgy site. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, boy.com And um, social media... Uh, Right across is always the same. It's at Eric underscore Lenlard, L-A-N-L-A-R-D. Uh, but mostly Instagram. Instagram is my uh, favorite platform because people are so much nicer than, uh, yeah. of, uh, than some of the other platforms. So, yeah, I, uh, I prefer it's, uh, Instagram as well. You've got yeah. a massive presence on Twitter as well, haven't you? Yeah, on Twitter as well, yeah. Uh, so, but I make more an effort to go on Twitter. Instagram for me is just like... Um, it's comes naturally, so yeah, it's naturally, so which is um, uh, which is good. So yeah, and if you know, if you have any issue with your baking, just send me a message. <laughs> Fantastic, Doctor Bake, Doctor Bake will uh, <laughs> will uh, try to respond to the situation. <laughs> you are going to have so many DMs now. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We can't wait to meet you in no, little over you. a month or under a month. Yeah, oh, just in a month. Soon. Um, let's have a cheeky cocktail together. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you would like to meet either Eric or us at the Cake and Bake Show, we have an offer where you can get tickets for just £10. If you go to thecakeandbakeshow.co.uk, click on Buy Tickets, and in the little bit where it says coupon code, put in CAB podcast, all one word, click on use code and you will be able to get your tickets for just a tenner. Now, the Cake and Bake Show is from the 21st to the 23rd of October. It's at the XL in East London. Really easy to get to. Loads and loads of stuff going on. We will be interviewing all the celebrities. We'll also be going around and interviewing a lot of the exhibitors. And we're going to be doing a daily question and answer on anything from business to cake making, anything you want to ask us. Yeah, just please do ask and we will see you there. What an interesting, I can't, he just, he's the man off the telly and we're just sat chatting to him with with him in his, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Have any mentioned cocktails? Cocktails and cake. (laughs) My two favourite things in the world. So, yes. I will be visiting his stand, yeah. seeing yeah. him Yeah, so if you come to the Cake and Bake Show and can't find us, we'll be on the Cocktail and Cake. <laughs> Guess where we'll be. Yeah, that's just come and find us in the Cocktail and Cake Parlour because we ain't yeah. going to be on the, <laughs> the right. podcast area. Because I, I won't be driving. I don't know about you. Am I am I catching a lift with you or are we going on the train? Um, I'll get Jules to come. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, so if we're really merry, that might be wise. Well, yeah. So, but that's yeah. that's a really interesting concept because I just sort of think if I eat like sweet stuff like cake, it really affects like other things that you're eating. So yeah. to to pair it with other with yeah. your just um, cocktails, yeah, it's like um, you you have your your special wine with your meat and yes. everything. Yeah, so it's it's just. Yeah, your dessert wine continuation. Your... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> but also, I mean, how many stories did he have? I could have sat and chatted yeah, for hours I to know. him. I know. I did watch him all week as I I was doing my research. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, people kept coming in the kitchen and going, "What are you watching?" Because <laughs> <laughs> 
he, on YouTube, he he um it, he does a, you know like he does this thing on Instagram um once a week. He was doing something like that on YouTube, and he has okay. like um an apprentice. I'm, I'll leave it up to you to go and check it out. Okay, but I did did enjoy watching <laughs> them. <laughs> but and there he was. So you've been watching him on YouTube, and there he was yeah. in front of you on your computer screen, actually talking back to yeah. you. We're so lucky. This we is, are. This is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So um, now we've done that. Yeah. It's we time do... for. It is. Drum roll. Product of the week. <laughs> Product of. The... I've changed the tune again. You have. Product of the week, product of the week, product of the week. <laughs> I think a new tune every time is fine. It's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different tunes every time. Who's first this week? Um, I can't remember. Shall I go first? Yeah, go on, you go first. Okay, so this week I'm keeping it really simple. Ooh. And um, I've just, I've just wondered, I hope I haven't done this one before. I don't think I have. It's a size zero artist pure sable brush. No, you've and never you, done that before. No. So um, I recently um, had a clear out of mm-hmm. my brushes and I got rid size of... Size zero, is they like teeny weeny diddly diddly? It's just teeny weeny, teeny weeny. So the one I had left, I think had one, one hair <laughs> left in it. So it was, it was minus zero. <laughs> yeah. And um, and my friend, actually, when I said, oh, I'm throwing this away, I've had it for years. She went, oh, can I have it? <laughs> I've got a project I can use it for. <laughs> so um, it's the teeniest, tiniest, little, tiny brush. And you can use it for things like um, painting little eyes, yeah. really delicate detailing. Um, make sure that you, um, when you wash it up, that you keep it upright so that it doesn't get all squished and then it all splay out yeah, and I like to wash mine and then give them a little roll in my finger as well just to caress try and... them just caress them oh yes perfect work perfect <laughs> um so um you can get it on um cake stuff you can get them from artist supplies things like that and uh recommended... I remember I bought a pack of um yeah, because you can get them as like a pack of... Yeah, like, I bought a pack of four. I think I've got a pack of four and they go from zero to... They're, so they're like teeny tiny ones. Yeah. Um, and I bought them from Cake International Yeah. years and years ago. Um, and I th- probably the zero is, is probably, thinking about it, one of my most used yeah. paintbrushes. Yeah. The, but you, the, I do the, need to wear my glasses when I use it. Yeah. <laughs> my, my proper glasses. Yeah. So it is tiny, but... Yeah, I do use it for a lot. And sometimes, yeah. do you know when you get, you've made a teeny tiny mistake and you need to teenily, tinily brush it away? Yes. Yeah, with a little bit of vodka. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which was product of the week last time. Last week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can you can use your size zero brush to, to just get rid of that teeny yeah. tiny mistake. But yeah, I use I use it quite a lot. And don't put them in the dishwasher like my my kids recently have my grown up kids and cuz they fall through the little hole and they oh. snap <laughs> and they all get a bit ruined yeah, yeah. so how much okay. are they then well um this one's coming up as a recommended retail price of 1 pound 99 on cake stuff oh, bargain. and um i have a, a business account and uh it's coming up as 1 pound 53 excellent excellent so bargain oh. yeah they're much more expensive if you go to the hobby craft yeah. places like that so if you're already doing an order yeah bung just, one in yeah do you know yeah. when you like i i always say get yourself something pretty <laughs> that's one of your pretty things yeah yeah definitely <laughs> definitely so. right What's so, yours right so i i I'm, I'm i just want to before i do mine i just want to endorse one of yours that you've yeah. done i think god back january time um yeah. i made some sugar flowers this week Yes. And I used Robert Haynes sugar paste. Oh my paste. goodness, I love it so it's much. It's game changing. It's incredible. I, I haven't made it. sugar flowers for like two and a half years. And it's not that I don't like making them, but I just used to get really frustrated because I used to always make them and they look lovely yeah. and then I'd ping them and they'd break and something would happen. Yeah. Oh, this is just a joy. And the smell. Yeah. How good does it smell? Heavenly. Oh, so anyway, so that was my uh, my endorsement. Oh, I'm so pleased. Yes, I'm so pleased. Um, right, so my actual one today is 
compostable food wrap. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So this is from the makers of, you know, those things, toaster bags that you oh, make. Oh, yeah, we've got those. Yeah. yeah. That's from the same people. Yeah. Okay. Same people. Um, let me read what's on the back. It says, this product is made from a combination of sustainable natural sources and bioplastics and are fully biodegradable and compostable. It is suitable for both home composting and council composting where available. Um, And then it says, so it's really good. It works like normal cling film, but it's an alternative to cling film. Um, And you know how sometimes alternative to cling films are a bit pants? Yeah. This isn't. This works like normal cling film. It's really good. The only thing is it says... um, Never use in the microwave or oven. So you can't put it on something and then warm it up. Yeah. Um, and do not place directly over hot food. Allow food to cool first. I wonder if it disintegrates. I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, and it says this product is made from bio-based sources and will degrade naturally. Therefore, you should use it within 12 months. Oh, fair dues. So it's got a, a use-by date on it. Um, it is a little pricier, obviously, than your normal cling film. So uh-huh. I got this from Cake Stuff. Uh £3.75. How many metres do you get? It's 20 metres. So I looked on Tesco and 40 metres was something like Uh £1.50. Oh, no, I didn't look on Tesco. I looked on Sainsbury's. Sorry, I'm just going to have to do an aside. I looked on Sainsbury's, right? And Sainsbury's, for their cling film, they have over 500 reviews for their cling film. (laughs) And it has a one star. Oh, wow. If you read the reviews, how they sell any cling film at Sainsbury's, everyone's going, it's rubbish, it doesn't work, what's the point of it? Yeah. I mean, there were some people that have written like whole essays saying what's wrong oh. with, with Sainsbury's. So anyone that uses Sainsbury's cling film, how? <laughs> I was just like, it's so funny. And one star. Um, yeah, so this is only 20 metres, and I think 40 metres for a normal cling film is like half the price. Uh, I would say if you're aiming at like a higher market or you're already marketing yourself as eco-friendly, people will be happy to pay the extra. So don't swallow it up in your costs. Add it. Do you know what I mean? So people are knowing that they're paying that end bit of it. Um, But it's really good. And it comes in a brown cardboard box and it's got no metal on it so you have to cut it with a pair of scissors or it's got no plastic uh-huh yeah um, thing. yeah 375 from cake stuff fantastic yeah. love it good i love that i'm gonna try that yeah it is That's, good that could be my something a little pretty <laughs> but it might be because i didn't sign into i didn't sign into cake stuff so it might be that if you sign in it goes down if you've got yeah. a because it's the recommended retail price of 399 uh-huh. so so once you sign in, are you signed in? You're trying it, yeah. aren't you? Uh, what's it called? Cling Compostable film. food wrap. Oh, here we go. £3.38. Oh, yeah. excellent. So if you sign in as a a business, £3.38. Yeah. yeah. That's, so so recommended retail is £3.99. So it's not bad, actually. It's getting better. Uh, yeah. And, and I guess if everyone keeps buying it, yeah. it'll go down in price. Yeah. The more people buy it, the better it'll yeah. be. So... So that's and it. You'll be saving the world, your be, world, your home. You will be saving. I mean, the thing is, I don't know how much I normally pay because I usually go to Bookers and buy cling film. So I don't oh, know I how. see. I, I, I depends where I'm shopping. Yeah, I usually I go, go to Bookers from. and buy like 500 miles on a roll at a time, <laughs> and then it lasts me like four years. Um, but I will be buying this now instead of my normal cling film. I've uh, um, forgotten what I was going to say, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> excellent and that's why we're professionals yeah. <laughs> i don't know what i was gonna say it just went <laughs> oh, right okay so we're done yes thank you very much that was amazing yeah, it was it was it it was amazing it was um if you want tickets to the cake and bake show um, we've got tickets available for £10. So go to their ticket, cakeandbakeshow.com, buy tickets. If you put in CAB podcast, uh, tickets are just £10. So we've got discounted tickets with the CAB podcast 
if you put that in like the little coupon codey bit, yeah. it'll go down to just £10. And how long have we got that code for? Until the show. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. So until so any time up to the show, if you want to buy tickets for a tenner, use our code and you can. And that's that. And we will see you there. Yeah, come say hello. But for the moment, we're going to say goodbye. Okay. Goodbye.